Bonjour, fitness pros and fans. It's Nathalie Lacombe coming at you with our new edition of In Bed with the Fitness Industry. And we have the great pleasure today of hosting Coach Vaish, who comes to us from the GTA, comes to us from her cozy, cozy spot today. Um, and I'm super excited to have you on. We've had little bits of conversation or communication through social media, but finally we'll get a chance to uh, know one another a little bit more and share the phenomenal things that this award-winning fitness coach and leader has to offer. Welcome, Coach Vaish. Uh, thank you so much, Natalie, Natalie, for inviting me here. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. So I'll let you guys know know who Coach Vaish is if you haven't had a chance to catch her on social media. So you can find her through her business of Fitness in Place. You can find her through Vaishi Lifts. You can find her through Fitness in Place on um, Instagram and on Facebook. I found out about um, the phenomenal things that Vaish does thanks to her nomination and eventual win as a fitness professional of the year with CanFit Pro. But she's a leader in the Toronto fitness community. Um, she works to create wonderfully inclusive and accessible fitness classes along with her partner, Pat. Again, they have this platform called Fitness in Place. I admire what you've been doing and I love the way that you're incorporating and passionately representing the South Asian women in particular in the fitness community, but more broadly really being that voice for anybody who's a little bit underserved or faces barriers when it comes to fitness to help diversify the industry and make it as inclusive as possible. And so thank you for doing that and thank you for coming on today. How has your 2021 been like in a couple of words what's 21 2021 been for you Vaish? oh it's um it's been messy you know in in good and bad ways right like yeah. life is life is messy if it's if it's boring that's when i think there's an issue so yeah messy would be a couple words or one word to sum it up um but all good like good good things hard things but learning growing you know it's a part of the process and big things. So somebody who sleeps in cozy jammies, you're a midnight go to bed person, um, yes. which is interesting. And at 8.30 a.m. up. And so, but you do, so you do work into the, into those wee hours, the night, late at night when some of us are, are getting some rest because you're still working, I'm assuming, because you've got so I many do. incredible projects. Well, mainly because I do have clients in California and Chicago, uh, so they they require those later hours, and you know, just the after after work crew tends to ask of me to to be up a little bit late. But honestly, not I'm okay with it. I'm not a morning person, so I'm, <laughs> I'm more than okay with it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm glad we're recording this a little bit later in the day. It's a good time. It's a good time for you when it comes to that. Um, talk to us a little bit more about how you've actually built your business from a foundation of inclusivity, from a foundation of awareness, from a foundation of community. How has that built the platform for what you've been doing for the last little while and where you're moving into your career moving forward? Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's a really good question. And I mean, I think my like, gut answer there is really like my core values being, you know, community about inclusivity. Um, you know, I've, I've quite, you know, in my own experience of, 
uh, being a trainer for the last six years, you know, I, I, I didn't always feel like there was a place for me to be in the industry, um, let alone, you know, even just a person going into the gym and feeling mm. like there's a space for me as a, as a, a customer or a member. You know, it's just you have to look a certain way. You have to um, act a certain way. And, and it's not, it's not a safe space. Not, not always, right. These mm-hmm. gyms are, are, are marketed in a way that's very like inclusive. And it says, you know, everybody, we want everyone, we want, you know, we want this, we want that. But at the end of the day, I, from my own experience can say that, you know, gyms have not always felt safe. And so in that respect, creating a safe space online is something that mm-hmm. I never saw coming till, till we started this, you know, the pandemic last year, Um, And so my goal for the future is to continue to have this safe space for folks to, you know, get connected with their body to to deserve the the right to move and and have professional guidance at a at a cost that isn't, you know, a luxury cost that some folks can't ever, you know, get to get to a place of affording um, Mm. one-on-one training. So this really gives me an option to give my clients a subsidized option that's still at a very high quality uh, of training that I would offer uh, my one-on-one clients. So I'm just looking forward to expanding on the education side, um, on on the speaking side, and really giving my my community even more than than what they deserve. So yeah, Mm. I hope that answers that. I appreciate that. that. That's it, it's interesting how, you know, the, the crisis that we've been going through that we're we're still in to a certain extent and and, and you know, moving our way through in whichever way we can has led to some of incredible opportunities. And I think it's a little bit part of who we are as fitness and wellness professionals that we're like, well, here's what we can do now. And, you know, that cheerleader part of us that they're like these masters of positivity, which people think we are are an untapped or constant resource of, Um, but we will see those opportunities. And I think it's because it is, our leadership is so much based on an act of service and we want to serve the communities um, that wouldn't necessarily access that. I know a lot of people such as yourself were like, it's not because gyms are closed. It's not because we're going through something that's really difficult that we're not going to support their health moving forward. If anything, we're going to get even more creative, right? So I appreciate that you took the, took the time to do that. Could you give us some examples? Use the word safety, which I find really interesting because I think, Every fitness pro would want to create a safe space. I mean, safety is a big part of why we learn about, you know, why we learn about the body, why we learn about bioenergetics, why we learn about movement and and kinesiology and all of that from that physical standpoint, from the human body standpoint. But when it comes to the environment, when it comes to our marketing, when it comes to our language or communication, what would be some things that you would invite the industry at large to work on? in order to keep enhancing that safe space for anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, I mean, if we look, if we can sum it up to a a trauma informed approach and, you know, folks may not know what that means. Trauma informed, maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't because in the yoga field, which I I am a yoga instructor as well, trauma informed yoga instructor. um, There's been a lot of talk about understanding the systems that are in place from the patriarchal systems to uh, white supremacy to capitalism, right? Understanding that we don't really live in systems that help us thrive. So Mm. knowing that, you know, we all have experienced some levels of trauma, whether you're white, whether you're a male, whether you're 
um, a person with disabilities, you know, we, you know, some, some obvious, some not, but we all have gone through something. So in that respect, understanding the context of one's life is not something that you can just read in a book, right? And it's not something that you can necessarily ever maybe grasp, but being aware that they have experienced different things can lead to much more, I think, impactful change in the long run. The other piece that I would say is also, you know, shaming, fat phobic comments, mm. um, diet culture talk, right? Just this whole like, you need to, you know, you need to be this way to, to you know, have this after picture, uh, before and after picture success. Mm. And it's, it's not all about that, right? We want to find a way to sustain our movement, sustain pain-free functional moving, functional living. Um, and so there's there's so much I think the fitness industry in general can can learn and as as we all can. I mean it's every industry has things to to work on and yeah, I mean to sum it up all there, trauma informed approach and then you know being aware that you know our our industry does do a lot of fat shaming. It does do a lot of fat phobic um, commentary that, you know, we're just not even aware of because of our own biases. So it's just good to, good to keep learning. Absolutely. It's interesting you bring that up and there are conversations that I'm having a lot through, through the fitness industry council of Canada in that seeing how the industry was, or living, experiencing how the industry was seen by government, by decision makers, by the general public, I think was a shock to a lot of people in the fitness industry. It's not that we were seen as wonderful before and it's different now, but we edified ourselves. I mean, we drank the Kool-Aid over and over and over again for what, 40 years or so, you know, the fitness industry in North America in that we Mm -hmm. thought what we were doing was absolutely fantastic, but that's because we really, really just communicated with ourselves and the 15% of the population that works out in a gym. And then when we got shut down, you know, the whole, whoa, 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 we are essential. And I'm like, well, let's define what essential means and let's define it to who, because if we were essential to 90% of the population, things might've done, might've been done really differently, but it was, it was fascinating to me to realize it wasn't that our reputation was different changed it's that we all I, I hope we all opened our eyes to how the rest of the population sees the fitness industry and yeah you're absolutely right it's the way that we've marketed it it's it's that sweet spot between I hope what we'll gain is that sweet spot between inspiration and intimidation um because mm. intimidation isn't safe and I think it it's been it you know you've heard the people that are like oh I'm gonna work out at this gym so I can get in good enough shape to go to that gym I mean, right, right. <laughs> These kinds of, it's... but, but again, we, we, and I, I love that we need to own that and we need to see how we're going to modify that and, and include these things. And you mentioned trauma. So I'd love for right. you to go into that a little bit deeper. I think, would you see that really to some extent, all of us, what we've gone through the last couple of years has pieces of trauma from that, that, that the grief that we have felt in what we called normalcy and what is now a changed world has aspects and trauma and all of that. And maybe there's compassion we can have for one another there that wasn't there before because we're kind of all yeah. in it together. Hmm. 100%. 100%, Natalia. Natalia. Sorry if I'm saying, I know I'm trying to use my French That's- accent, but I don't have one. <laughs> but I appreciate, appreciate you being 
patient with me. Um, yeah, I know 100%, 100% in terms of just if we just siloed the last year, two years, you know, mm. with that ex- like mental exhaustion, Zoom overload, plus being at home all day, every day with the people that you love, right? There's just so much, so much stuff going on there that we do need to understand that there's probably some level of trauma you know, and trauma can be a very loaded word, but all that means is that, you know, something has happened in your life that has not gone the way you've expected. It's, it's, it's hurt mm-hmm. you. It's, it's not, you know, it could be so many different things. We we constantly think, you know, domestic violence, emotional abuse, those are trauma, which they are, but there's also other levels of trauma that we need to recognize too, just like you expressed with, with Mm -hmm. the pandemic. So compassion all the way. I constantly work with my psychotherapist to work on my compassion skills. It's so important to make sure, you know, you do have that sense of self and know that you deserve the best. You do can work towards different things. And at the root of trauma, it's, it's when you lose that sense of self that you don't believe that you, you know, you, you deserve this, or you, you have the right to feel a certain way. Um, that that's really what, you know, can lead to other, other areas of hardship. So yeah, I a hundred percent would agree with what you're saying on, on that piece. I appreciate that. It, it is it. I mean, the, the trauma awareness or trauma informed training is, is, uh, is has become a greater part of what's available when it comes to the resources for education, for yoga, for meditation, for mind body types of classes. Um, how would somebody who is like, yeah, I teach Tabata. I, I coach people who want to do powerlifting. I have these things, you know, if I don't have the, what I think perhaps for some people see as being time, that perhaps we have the luxury of time in yoga or meditation or Pilates. And they're like, I just, you know, we've got 20 seconds and the next thing is there. What are some things that can start to slip into that, that again, creates that safe space and opportunities for us to support people's mental wellness, as well as their physical wellness and what we do. How do you take trauma informed stuff and pop it into cardio? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, great question. And honestly, I'm, I'm not, as much as I, I've taken my, um, I've taken my 300 hour at the Justice Resource Institute in Boston online. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a trauma sensitive trauma yoga course where I learned from the director himself who, who created the program, um, and it's been you know scientifically proven and 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 been worked for the last uh, I think 10 years now. There That's is true. a partner to that justice resource institute trauma trauma care trauma sensitive yoga that is trauma informed weightlifting so Hmm. they actually have some very tangible um things that i've just learned a little bit over over social media but i would highly recommend looking into them they have programs Hmm. that are running um and i mean to give you maybe something tangible in the cardio sense like if 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 you let the person show up as they are instead of expecting them to like Hmm you know, perform at that top level. Like you came here, now you got to work here. I, we tend to, in our classes, really focus on our clients, just showing up as they are and giving the energy that they can versus mm. the energy that's expected, right? There's just two different things there. It's an invitational, hey, come as you are. We're not here to judge, shame you to, to doing these next 20, you know, Tabata cycles uh, for the next 20 minutes. We want you to come here, feel empowered and come back 
to be to be to sustain your movement practice for the long run, right? That's that's really the goal here for us, at least. Um, and we express that to our community and our our one on one clients all the time. But mm. that would be just a, just that mindset mm. would shift some things around. Yeah, and I, I think that that communication of acceptance. I, I love the way that you explain that, and that we 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 allow people to because really some days showing up is the win. Showing up is the exactly. win some days, no matter what happens after that. And I remember hearing that I would go to yoga classes sometimes and the instructor would be like, if you just want to stay in child's pose the whole time, because you are, and you're like, well, I want to, but I feel like it would be, can I really? And at some point you're like, well, how about right. I just start moving when I'm tempted to move, you know, um, right. and see right. and see where body's needed from that and that. But it's the beauty of movement. It's the, I think it's, what I hope what you do helps and it helps communicate it to fitness and wellness and yoga professionals out there is that moving by moving our bodies is a gift to ourselves, not a punishment for other behaviors. Um, I really, really hope that that shifts. I, I, I thank you for putting that stuff out there because especially mm -hmm. if, if exercise as long as exercise is seen as a punishment for food and the concept of cheap meals are out there, um, it's right. a long mountain to climb. But again, we have to own it because our industry created it. So it's going to be a while, I think, before we claw our way out of that. Um, yeah, but I appreciate all I the do. work that you do towards that. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for putting words to it. Because I yeah, it is it like you said, the punishment piece it I did. I used to do work. I worked out for the meals that I ate. And now yeah. I work out because I, I can and I have the privilege to move and in a, in a safe space. And um, it, it does things, as you know, for your for your mind and your body to continue on. And the great thing about it is it 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 has us move away from that feeling of scarcity or competition. Mm -hmm fitness right. professionals and wellness professionals and really there's just so many more people who we can um support and serve um as we move towards something like that and so you now have this platform uh, thanks to and again congratulations for winning the fitness of a professional of the year award um with canfit pro you've got this platform now for your fitness journey um, how are you, how are you using that? It's so funny because I talk to Canadians and they're like, you know, it's, it was great. And we're so humble and funny about it and everything else. But um, I would love to know as a humble, but also incredibly deserving Canadian fitness pro, how has that platform served you? What are you looking to do thanks to these new opportunities? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for all your support and, and, and um, genuineness. I can feel, I can feel your your appreciation and yeah i i genuinely i'm still figuring it out i i i do want to use this platform to build my voice to build myself to be able to to share my experience more to be able to take up space as i've as i've requested mm -hmm. and asked i've i want to continue to to hold up to that level of expect uh, expectations i've i've put on for myself because mm -hmm. i i you know i think about the little the, the younger version of myself or the younger underrepresented uh, marginalized person sitting at home thinking that they don't deserve to, to do fitness because they don't have the finance, financial resources or they don't have the equipment. And it's it's not the case, right? We all deserve space mm -hmm. to move. We all deserve some level of of um, safe self ma uh, maintenance with with our with our movement practice. So 
uh, I, I do want to say, like, I've just been really grateful for the, the award because I've been, you know, I've been working on writing articles for CanFit Pro um, on the blog side and on the on the magazine side. And I've actually worked a little bit now with Lululemon and uh, was nominated for a, co- a community um, dinner and and um, cocktail hour. So, you know, we were able to get get together this past Monday and we spoke with other community members and, mm-hmm. you know, just having. Yeah, being 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 acknowledged right that's i think the greatest part of the award is not expecting the acknowledgement but knowing that i can i can uh, people are seeking me now versus me seeking them which i mean it always goes both ways um but yeah that credibility that acknowledgement um continuing to use that to create more more space for my voice that's that's the plan for 2022. Let's let's see what happens. But yeah. no, I appreciate that because I know that as you as you as you own that space for your voice and for your business and for your vision, you are carrying other fitness professionals and members and people who deserve to move along there with you. And so um, I know you say you're a voice, but I also know that behind that, there's a whole bunch of people that you've got that you're opening the door for and, and bringing sure. in for that legacy. So so thank you for doing that. And you've been really generous um, enough to offer until the end of January, a wonderful promo code of 25% off for those that want to take advantage of the Fitness in Place membership. Um, so with the code New Year Strong, heading to fitness in place on the website um, and using that to be able to get 25% off. And so perhaps um, it's for them, perhaps it's fitness pros who, because honestly, I think, I don't know about you, but we've been um, hustling so hard in 2021. I think a lot of us maybe deserve the gift of fitness for ourselves um, because sometimes that's compromised our own fitness and mental health because it's giving and giving and hustling and hustling. And when you start to slow down, you're like, all right, well, what about me and my, what about my (laughs) sun salutations? (laughs) So it could be nice. I think coaches need coaches, right? And so to have somebody like you that um, has an incredible vision and an incredible uh, message to share, it's a great opportunity for fitness pros to see how other coaches do it um, and help that help ourselves impact that safety in the own practices that we offer for ourselves. And so I hope that those coaches seek out the coaching that they can get through um, thanks to that. So thank you for that offer. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it, yeah, fitnessinplace.net or please feel free to email me at info at vicefitness.com. So thank you so much though for putting that out there for us. Oh, thank you. For, thank you for being so generous and offering that to all of us. Um, before we close off, I'd love to know as we are, we have come out of 2021, we're into 2022, 2022, which is a year where I think we're a little bit more comfortable with uncertainty because we've had two years of practice at it now. So in True. looking at 2022, there's a lot of work for us to do to improve the inclusivity and diversity of our industry and of the people that we can impact. But I'd love to know from you, Vaish, what have you seen that you're like, that's a great spring, springboard. This inspires me. I see what's happening around me. And it, I actually feel like there's momentum towards even more possi- possibility and positivity. What inspires you heading into 2022? Mm. I mean, I think in terms of 
in terms of in terms of growth in terms of change right there's there's just something about you know starting the new year starting fresh and seeing okay like what what is it that i want to to hold myself not just the new year's resolution or new year's goals but what mm-hmm. are, what do i want to gain from the entirety of the year and you know it's it's always getting outside of your comfort zone right we know this in 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 weight training and and yoga right getting getting stronger means struggling. And so knowing mm. that, you know, struggle means growth, um, it's a good thing. We, we're putting ourselves in these uncomfortable situations, whether it's, you know, not doing the comfort, comfortable thing, um, learning, uh, like understanding the importance of education and, and knowing mm. that, okay, if, if so many folks are saying this, this thing about, you know, gyms not being potentially a safe space and, and we're not, you know, we have untapped markets. How can we serve these underrepresented fo- uh, folks, marginalized folks who, who need fitness just as much as everyone else does? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a hard question to answer, but I mean, for me, it's just, it's just about moving forward, understanding that, like you said, we do need rest. We do need to take care of ourselves. We, we need to put that mask on as, as you, you know, we're told out on flights, put that mask on on yourself and then put it on, you know, your fellow mm-hmm. loved one. So mm-hmm. it is important to take care of you and then also find those uncomfortable places to continue to grow in and, and see what boundaries, you know, can be pushed within yourself internally, but also externally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And and thank you for the inspiration to continue to grow through um, the uh, a type of discomfort, whichever one you choose, whether it be in education, whether it be in terms of your personal growth, whether it be in terms of your growth as a coach. And so utilizing those opportunities and thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for your time. Um, and I wish you a phenomenal 2022 and look forward to connecting with you, hopefully even more often as we do. Thank oh. you so much, Vaish. Thank you so much, Natalie. Natalia. Am I saying it right? You tell me. You can say Natalie. Natalie. Okay. There okay. We go. I will, I will get that right in 2022. Thank you so That's much for having right. me on here. I, I appreciate the the open discussion and the authentic discussion we're having between um, all the different aspects of fitness, the fitness industry. And thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you. We'll chat soon. Sounds good.